So this situation in East Palestine, Ohio gets more interesting every single day. And I don't know if I mean interesting in a good way or in a terrifying way. So we're gonna go over a couple things today. You guys can let me know at the end, interesting or terrifying. For me, it's a little bit of both in all honesty. So last week we knew that uh, they were moving the contaminated fire water and the contaminated soil from East Palestine. They were moving it out of East Palestine, Ohio and moving it to a place in Texas and to a place in Michigan. Well, it turns out that the people doing the moving were Norf Norfolk Southern. They contracted with uh, T Texas Molecular to take the contaminated water to Texas to have it put in their little underground wells or whatever, and they contracted with someplace in Michigan to take the contaminated soil. Norfolk Southern did this, and they did this without telling anyone, and that's where the issue starts, okay? I want you to stay with me on this because there are a lot of little dots that connect, and then at the end you go, oh shit basically how it's going to come down. So let me read you my little note here that I made so I would not get anything wrong. So I mentioned to you guys in Friday's video how wastewater from East Palestine had been moved to Texas Molecular to be disposed of underground without city or state officials being notified first and how the transportation of the chemical filled water traveled from East Palestine, Ohio to Deer Park, Texas on regular roadways and semi-trucks with nobody knowing what was going through their cities, okay? I said then that it was a terrible idea to transport that water without giving every single city in its path a heads up due to what could happen if there had been any sort of accident and a semi had spilled the water. We already know that there was a semi-truck chemical hazard spill on I-10 in, I think it was Arizona, during this whole East Palestine issue also. So the question I still have is why was it moved so hush-hush? Well. Y'all, now we know that there's an issue with the hush, 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 very hard to say, um, from the EPA due to the backlash, the backlash of the states that were being shipped the contaminated water and soil by Norfolk Southern. Because again, city and state officials were not made aware of this. It was just the company that was receiving the materials that knew what was going on. So as for the contaminated soil, under the direction of the Ohio Environmental Protection Agency, Norfolk Southern brought in large dump trucks to move the soil to U.S. Ecology Wayne Disposal, a licensed hazardous waste disposal facility in Michigan. As of Thursday afternoon, last Thursday, 4,832 cubic yards of soil had been excavated, um, the release notes. More may have been removed through the cleaning process. When the process begins to dig up the tracks and remove the soil underneath, which we've also talked about, that soil will be hauled away immediately and taken to a proper disposal facility. Now I want to read you this article that came up, parts of this article, because everything has to be taken with a grain of salt. So this is from The Hill. It says, EPA temporarily halts removal of contaminated waste from East Palestine derailment. I do want you to know, before we even go any farther, they halted it, and today it has resumed, and I'll tell you exactly what they're doing today, what the changes were, because <laughs> I'm not surprised by them. All right, so it says here, the federal government um, has ordered a temporary halt to the shipment of contaminated waste from the site of the train derailment in eastern Ohio that has prompted environmental and public health concerns. Not enough environmental and public health concerns, in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure in yours as well, because you're not hearing enough actual factual stuff come out about what could be happening from the, high, uh, the vinyl chloride that turned into um, hydric acid and phosgene and all kinds of other chemicals. Um, federal authorities paused shipments of waste out of East Palestine, Ohio on Saturday, okay? Norfolk Southern, the company that owns the train that derailed, 
had been responsible for relocating the waste, but other states raised concerns that week that they weren't warned about receiving the waste, said the Environmental Protection Agency, and so they stepped in. Everyone wants this contamination gone from the community, the EPA's Region 5 Administrator, Deborah Shore, said, according to the Associated Press. They don't want the worry, they don't want the smell, and we owe it to the people of East Palestine to move it out of the community as quickly as possible. Now here's the thing, they want it out of their community, but the communities that are having to receive this do not want it in their communities, so you're in this weird little holding pattern, right? It says here, officials in Michigan and Texas last week pushed back against the plan by the company to relocate some of the waste to the areas in their states. Now any relocation of the waste will have to go through the EPA for approval. Here was my other thought on this, y'all. So Norfolk Southern was determining where this waste was going to go to begin with, right? And I wondered what what did they have to get out of where they were sending it? Because again, there were disposal places in Ohio. Why did the water need to travel from Ohio to Texas? What What could they really get out of taking it to Texas? And I found a dot. Then what was the point in transferring the soil to Michigan when there's places in Ohio that you can also transfer to? And I'm half dotted over there. I, I, I think I found something, but definitely in Texas. So here... It says the EPA will ensure that all waste is disposed of in a safe and lawful manner at EPA certified facilities to prevent further release of hazardous substances and impacts to communities. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine uh, office said that 15 truckloads of contaminated soil had been disposed of as a, at a hazardous waste facility in Michigan. Other waste that was already trucked out of East Palestine would be stored at a facility in Texas. Now, Representative um, Debbie Dingle, weird name, a Democrat out of Michigan, who represents a district where some of the waste was slated to be shipped, said that there was no advance notice of the plan. We were not given a heads up of this reported action. Our priority is to always keep the people we represent safe. Since when does the government care about keeping the people they represent safe? So here's the thing. EPA will ensure that all of the waste is disposed of in a safe and lawful manner at EPA certified facilities to prevent further release of hazardous substances and impacts to communities. What I got from that is the EPA wants to know and the government wants to know exactly where this stuff is going so that they they have a hand in where it ends up and they have a hand in being able to get to it in the future if it needs to be gotten to. Alright, so that was my thought on that. Why? They let Norfolk Southern from the get-go of this train derailment. They said, oh, Norfolk Southern, y'all take care of it. We're just going to stand back over here and kind of watch from the sidelines. President's not going to go in. Biden has better things to do in the Ukraine. Pete B., he's going to wait till like the last second to go in because he has better things to do, like file his nails, I guess. And then, you know, the EPA, yeah, we'll come in and do a little bit. But you know what, Norfolk Southern, how about you send out the water to get tested to make sure it's safe to drink? We're not going to worry about making sure that it's done correctly. We'll let the, the people responsible for the derailment make sure that everything is safe. Do y'all see how bad of an idea that is? You let the one the one company that has the most to lose make the decisions on where to send the things that will then determine if they lose anything or if no, they're fine, they're fine, the water's fine, everybody go back, right? Y'all understand exactly what I'm saying. I know you do. You're all very, very smart. So according to this, the Ohio of Ohio Governor Mike DeWine said Texas will not accept any more liquid waste, which means it remains parked near East Palestine. It's just sitting there, by the way. Side note, people ask why I keep saying Palestine, because according to the residents, it is not East Palestine, which it was in the very beginning. It was changed to East Palestine to make a differentiation between it and another city and um, Palestine Palestine and Israel, right? So they call it East Palestine, just FYI. Um, 
Currently, about 102,000 gallons of liquid waste and 4,500 cubic yards of solid waste remain in storage on site in East Palestine, not including the five truckloads returned to the village. Uh, additional solid and liquid waste are being generated as the cleanup progresses. Now, this is what I want you to hear. Although EPA officials have said the air and water in East Palestine pose no threat to residents, an outside analysis says nine pollutants in the air are at the levels that could cause long-term health risks. This is according to the Washington Post. Because again, the people that uh, Norfolk Southern sent the water out with to get the testing, I think it's A-E-M-C-O, A-E-C-M-O. I had it and I don't know where it is. I have a note somewhere. I'll find it at some point. There's a lot going on here. The people that they got to do the testing basically did not collect the water correctly they didn't that there was air bubbles in it they didn't put um, some sort of pH in it that was supposed to happen so the water that they collected was technically not stored in a way that you would get accurate results from testing and Norfolk Southern was the one who said oh no the water's fine everybody could go back they made the call for the people to be able to go back into their homes in East Palestine to drink the water bathe with the water cook with the water be near the air all of it because Norfolk Southern said, oh no, our independent tester said it's fine. The EPA didn't say it was fine. Government didn't say it was fine. The city officials didn't say it was fine. Norfolk Southern said the water was okay. And that's when DeWine's like, oh, all right. If, if Norfolk Southern says it's fine, it must be fine. Residents come on back and put them into harm's way. Knowingly put them into harm's way. Because if he had done it correctly, he would have had himself he would have had somebody test the water not the people who caused the accident i'm the way the government lets us down none of us should be surprised at this point in time but man every single time it's like oh another little slap in the face right guys so i want you to say uh here where are we um so the water that is being transferred out of east palestine is not water from the the city the streams and the things where they tried to make sure it wasn't polluted it's water from when they had to put out the fire on the trains so it's fire water and i was like what the hell is fire water so fire water um refers to water that has been used during firefighting operations when too much fire water is used it will require proper disposal in many cases, it's highly polluted material that contains dissolved and particulate materials from combustion processes and materials generated through quenching, as well as materials present in the building and equipment. In many firefighting situations, large quantities of water remain after the fire has been extinguished. And then I was curious, I'm like, how do you, how do you dispose of water that was used to put out a fire? Because it's going to get into the soil, it's going to get into the land, it's going to run off into um, whatever streams or rivers or lakes, oceans, whatever you have nearby. How do you suck up all this water that was used to, to get rid of it? And the, the honest to goodness answer is you cannot get all of it. So although they were able to get a lot of that water, 1.5 million tons of it so far as what I remember reading, um, not all of it's gone. It did seep into the soil. It did make its way into those little streams and rivers around East Palestine. And they're still um, ag uh, up against like the, um, the train cars that are still there. I'm sure there's still moisture over there. So it says here, uh, fire water's pollution levels can vary based on the building or site being extinguished. For example, a building containing materials such as pesticides, organic and inorganic chemicals, uh, fertilizers, etc., can can increase the pollution level of fire water as those materials will likely be present in the fire water. Well, we're talking about vinyl chloride that then turns into hydrochloric acid and numerous other things once it has hit water, once it's been lit on fire, once it's been put out from being on fire. 
a lot of different chemicals here. Proper disposal of firewater is important because improper disposal, such as releasing contaminated firewater into a river or a lake that supplies drinking water, can lead to problems down the line when that water is taken to be used for food or beverage preparation. One of the most common techniques for disposal is to contain the firewater in the drainage system by using pneumatic bladders or lockable non-return valves. So I wanted to show you guys the picture here, but it, on my iPad it won't let me really zoom. I can't, no, come back. Hold on, I messed it up. Sorry, I slid my finger the wrong way and accidentally moved the whole entire list of stuff to my trash, which I had to get back out. So I can't figure out how to show you the picture on here. I hate my iPad, I'm not gonna lie. Here is where my brain started going yesterday after absolutely everything. We're gonna get to the whole fact that they're releasing the water again today and where that's going, but here was what my thought was. Nobody's talking about where the derailed train was headed. Nobody's talking about this. They're talking about, oh, it was going to Conway, Pennsylvania. All right, cool story, bro. What's in Conway, Pennsylvania? Did anybody bother to look? So I looked. So no one has talked about where the derailed Norfolk Southern train was headed. It was just a few miles short of its intended destination in Conway, Pennsylvania. Now Conway is less than two square miles of space. All right, you guys might not know this. Uh, Nor uh, East Palestine is only 3.1 square miles of space. Just so you know, with 5,000 people in that 3.1 square miles of space. It is actually a very packed, small, small village. It is a village, not a city, not a town, not a whatever else. It is a village. Um, so here's the thing. I didn't understand why a train carrying so many hazardous materials would be stopping in Conway until I did some digging and found a new massive plastics plant that had just gone up in Beaver County, Pennsylvania that uses vinyl chloride to make their products. And they just happen to be right on the Ohio River spanning 800 waterfront acres. Directly on the Ohio River. 800 waterfront acres. This building went up in November of 2022. I haven't heard anybody talking about this. So when we saw how many tankers were on this rail car of vinyl chloride and we could not figure out why is so much vinyl chloride being shipped through East Palestine, Ohio? What does it need to do in Conway, Pennsylvania? Well, it doesn't need to be in Conway, Pennsylvania. It needs to be in Beaver County, Pennsylvania, where the brand new Shell Petrochemicals station went up in November of 2022 on the waterfront of the Ohio River. Okay, so let me, let me just explain this to you. I'm going to open up and show you the... A new massive plastics plant in southwest Pennsylvania barely registers among voters, meaning they don't realize that it's there. This is where that high, that uh, vinyl chloride was headed. Do you see this? You see the Ohio River right there in the background. This massive plant, this massive plant that went up is where everything was headed. I'm already a subscriber. All right, let me go. Stop. Hold on. Wait. I hate these things that make you like sign in before you can read anything because that's suspicious to me, but I needed to read this to you guys, so whatever. So this is in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. It says, from the tranquility of her garden in Beaver County, Pennsylvania, Terry Baumgartner worries that her grandchildren will grow up without access to clean air, clean water, and a safe space to play outdoors. Now, before I read the rest of this article to you, do you remember last week we talked about the fact that in East Palestine, Ohio, they were they happened to be like the testing ground for my ID. Those new bracelets that the, the fire chief wanted everybody to wear. They did a, um, I still can't think of the word, y'all. Sometimes my brain just forgets to brain first thing in the morning. Um, 
they did a fundraiser. There we go. They did a fundraiser to to um, make enough money to be able to give residents these either bracelets or key fobs. They're twenty dollars each, but they wanted to make sure that every single resident of East Palestine, Ohio, happened to have these My ID things. Um, and what it's supposed to do is you are supposed to be able to go in there and put in your information on, you know, what your allergies are, what illnesses you may have had, what medicines you may have taken, any um, emergency contacts. So if anything were to happen to you, any responding EMS service or, you know, police, firefighters, um, uh, ambulance, any hospital workers could pull out their handy dandy cell phones uh, or whatever device they're gonna give them and scan this QR code on your wrist or on your key fob and pull up all of your information relating to your health and who you deem as your uh, emergency contacts, next of kin, whatever else. Now. According to this, the My ID with the QR code, I mean, we've had those um, medical alert bracelets out forever. The QR code did not come out until the end of 2021 and it has now been implemented in East Palestine, Ohio uh, at the beginning of 2023. They talked about it at the end of 2022. The last week of January, they went out to the residents of East Palestine, Ohio, literally one week before this train just happened to derail. But here's the thing, I think Again, these are my thoughts and opinions and what I think based off of what I see. I cannot prove factualness between the dots. I can just tell you that I see where these dots connect and this is the path that my brain goes with it, okay? So, these people in East Palestine, Ohio that got these bracelets, we started thinking once this train derailed that it was a precursor that they knew this train was going to derail and it was to to see what was going to happen to these people after the vinyl chloride got released and turned into hydric acid or i don't know the whole words and phosgene and everything else um and dioxins but here's the thing i don't think it was for the train i think it was for the shell station because it's only 16 miles away all right now listen to this for decades, Beaver County's economy has been dependent on polluting industries. First steel, and more recently, natural gas drilling. Many longtime residents who remember the prosperity brought by the steel industry have welcomed the construction of a new massive shell petrochemical plant and the politicians that support it. Baumgartner and other environmental act activists are discouraged that local residents and politicians favor the continuation of fracking and the new mega plastics plants that has spawned, but they are not giving up their fight. Now, here's the thing I want to read to you. Uh, da, 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 da. Hold on, where we go? Spanning nearly 800 acres along the Ohio River, the plant is expected to open later this year. This was in November of 2022. The plant is now open, just FYI. The facility will convert fracked gas into 1.6 million metric tons of polyethylene per year. Polyethylene, made from ethane, or ethane, a form of natural gas is the key building block to numerous common plastic products from food wrapping and trash bags to crates and bottles. Despite assurances from Shell that the facility will be safe for the surrounding community, environmental activists have warned that the plant will cause air and water pollution and a protracted dependence on fracking. Under Shell's permit, listen, you ready? This is, this is where it gets good. Under Shell's permit, the plant can release, can release up to 159 tons of fine particulate matter and 522 tons of volatile organic compounds per year. Exposure to these emissions has been linked to, to issues in the brain, liver, kidney, heart, and lungs. 
They have also been associated with miscarriages, birth defects, and cancer. They're going to unload all of these toxic chemicals, hazardous air pollutants, volatile organic compounds, and millions of tons of CO2 gas. What's going to happen? Here's the thing. It is right next to the Ohio River. The bracelets that went out to East Palestine, I personally believe, are to keep track of what happens from this shell plant. I can guarantee that surrounding areas we're going to get the bracelets too, but I believe that once it went over the border from Pennsylvania to Ohio, I believe Ohio said, hey, listen, we need to see exactly what's going to happen because of this, because if there's issues, then we can say, hey, because of this plant over here, because of shell, because of whatever else. Now, I want to go back over here. Guess who else? Guess where else? Shell Petrochemicals has a very, very large, large plant. Deer Park, Texas, the exact same place that Norfolk Southern was sending the contaminated water was also in Deer Park, Texas. State officials did not know, city officials did not know. It was being sent to Deer Park, Texas as well. So that, that was just weird to me that there happens to be a Shell Petrochemical plant that just went up literally 16 miles from the derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. And then there also happens to be a Shell petrochemical plant in Deer Park, Texas, where waste water from the derailment was being taken, which made no sense since Ohio has its own ways to dispose of stuff. Now, what I want you guys to know is Shell PLC, formerly Shell Oil Company, is the United States-based wholly owned subsidiary of Shell PLC, a UK-based transnational corporation, oil major, which is amongst the largest oil companies in the world. BlackRock, <laughs> uh, I just, every time I have to say the name, it's like, mm, here we go again. Um, hedge funds don't have a meaningful investment in Shell, although our data shows that BlackRock Inc. has the largest shareholder with 8.5% of shares outstanding. So BlackRock has a hand and Shell Petrochemicals, right outside of East Palestine, where Norfolk Southern happened to derail. Now, here we go, let me, I'm trying to see if I, when I take my notes, y'all, I can see all the dots, and I don't write everything out, so if things get a little wonky, try to stick with me. I know I need like a whiteboard or something with yarn and little pins like they do in detective shows, but even I, I wouldn't even know where to start with that. So, here's my question. What happens, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. So this was my question before I found out that they had resumed transportation of the water uh, today. So my question was, what happens if the EPA decides no place is really safe for the disposal and that the water and soil need to remain in East Palestine? Do they condemn the town and ship everyone out? Do they offer to build underground tanks so the water and soil can be disposed of where it is so they don't have to travel and potentially harm other cities? What if the EPA stepped in because Norfolk Southern had gone behind their backs and started moving everything out and that was never part of the plan? So then I wanted to know really quickly, what is East Palestine known for? Like what is the, what is, why? Why are 5,000 people there? What are they known for? Whatever else. So according to this, um, East Palestine is known for very large storage and preserving facilities. Um, East Palestine became a qualified Tree City USA as recognized by the National Arbor Day Foundation in 2004. I don't know what the Tree City had to do with anything, but the fact they have very large storage and preserving facilities, I was like, well, that's, that's probably worth something, just FYI. 
And then I realized that um, this is a very old thing here, but one of the department, what is what was his name? United States Deputy Secretary of Defense happened to be from East Palestine. There's a lot of big names from East Palestine for a 3.1 square mile town village. They had a lot of big names come out of it. But this guy here, uh, Roger M. Kies, K-Y-E-S, I think it's Kies, uh, he was named by President uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower as the United States Deputy, Deputy Secretary of Defense. The reason I'm telling you this is because what he said once he got into his position was actually slightly amusing and very true. It says, Kais uh, was sworn in on February 2nd, 1953. The timing of it, February 2nd, 1953 versus February 3rd of a train derailment, I thought was just interesting. Um, served as de uh, Deputy Secretary of Defense until May 1st of 1954. Upon becoming de Deputy Secretary of Defense, Kais criticized the United States military defense establishment as dominated by unrealistic requirements, poor planning and inefficient execution, waste of money, poor utilization of manpower, unnecessary drain of materials from the civilian economy, and the inefficient use of tools, equipment, and facilities. He slashed the defense budget in an attempt to improve efficiencies in the process gaining himself the nickname of Jolly Roger because of his uh, piratical ruthlessness. As Deputy Secretary, Kaiser was a member of the Committee on International Information Activities. He agreed to come to Washington, D.C. for only a year, although Defense Secretary Wilson convinced Kais to stay a few months longer to help explain the administration's new-look defense concept to the United States Congress. When some editors speculated that Kais was leaving because he was afraid of being called before the McCarthy hearings, the tough-minded Kais said he was not afraid of a fight. President Eisenhower then awarded Kais the Medal of Freedom for his service to the country. I just thought that was interesting. So, you have... A train that happened to be carrying vinyl chloride derail in East Palestine, Ohio, on that was on its way to Conway, Pennsylvania. Nobody bothered to ask where it was headed, but that vinyl chloride was headed to Shell Petrochemicals. So we've got that figured out now. Now, we talked about the water sampling. I've already got that, so we don't need to do that one here. People talked about the fact that there was another Norfolk Southern train derailment in North Carolina um, over the weekend. And I want to mention that. So Lexington, North Carolina, Norfolk Southern Police Department. I did not know that Norfolk Southern had its own police department either. It's very weird to me when companies can have their own police departments because aren't police departments state funded, government funded, city funded? How is it? How do you have a private company funded police department security okay cool guards uh-huh sure police department mm, okay so norfolk southern police department is confirming a freight train derailed in lexington saturday morning someone at the norfolk southern police department said there doesn't appear to be a threat to the public oh well someone said it so it must be true here's the thing i want you to pay attention to the fact they use the word derailed okay because technically that is what happened but the incident occurred when literally one set of wheels on a car derailed and that the car as a whole had not left the tracks. As of Saturday afternoon, the contents on the train's cargo had not been disclosed. Still don't know what that is. There are no reports of hazmat situation or danger to the public. Our crew is safe and additional personnel are on their way to begin cleanup. We appreciate the public's patience and care near this area during the cleanup work. What cleanup is there? You had half of a wheel come off of the track. What are you cleaning up? I understand you need to get it back on the track, but what are you cleaning up? That was my first question. But then it said the derailment led to delays on passenger trains um, from Amtrak. 
Now, I want to really quickly, um, we'll talk about the fact that they re, re, reinstated the waste disposal today. Let's get to that, and then I want to move over back to this BlackRock Vanguard connection that I found, and we'll go from there. So, contaminated waste shipments from Ohio derailment to resume. Okay. So, shipments of a contaminated waste from the site of a fiery train derailment uh, earlier this month in eastern Ohio near the Pennsylvania state line will resume Monday to two approved sites in Ohio, according to the federal, federal environmental authorities. The announcement came a day after the EPA ordered no Norfolk Southern to pause shipments from the site of the February 3rd derailment in East Palestine to allow additional oversight measures about where waste was shipped. Some liquid and solid waste had already been taken to sites in Michigan and Texas. EPA certified facilities able to accept some of the waste have been identified, which meant shipments could restart Monday, um, according to the Region 5 Administrator Deborah Shore of the EPA. Some of the liquid waste will be sent to a facility in Vickery, Ohio, for disposal in an underground injection well. And Norfolk Southern will also begin shipping solid waste to an incinerator in East Liverpool, Ohio, and additional solid waste disposal locations were being sought. Now, really quickly, when you put something into an incinerator, it burns, and that burn creates smoke that then comes out the top and disperses. That's what happens in an incinerator, unless I'm just completely mistaken, which sometimes does happen. I do not feel that's the case on this. It's just like a um, wood-burning stove. You put something in, smoke comes out. You put something in your fireplace, smoke comes out. You drive up and down you know, through the country and you see um, these uh, paper mills and stuff like that. They're burning things plumes of stuff comes out. So when you put this contaminated soil, this <laughs> vinyl chloride contaminated soil, which is now it's not vinyl chloride anymore. We've already realized it turns into other chemicals, which I did not make a list of them. I'm sorry. Um, it's in the soil. You put it into this incinerator. It burns. It goes out into the air. You have more dioxin out in the air. Dioxin causes cancer, birth defects. It wreaks havoc on a person's just entire body system not just you but animals and stuff as well so there's a future problem we need to be on the lookout for <laughs> all of this is great news for the people of east palestine and the surrounding community because it means cleanup can continue at a rapid pace you know what would have been great news if there hadn't been a derailment now speaking of derailment i am not quite sure if I should say it out loud, because we all know that you, you should be careful with what you say, but I don't generally hold back. So here we go. My thought process, my thought process after realizing Shell petrochemicals had gone up right over the state line, right against the Ohio River. My thought process was, what if for some reason, somehow, it was not an accidental derailment? And it was instead derailed to take future health concern issues away from Shell Petrochemical and put it onto Norfolk Southern. That was my thought process. You can't in 10 years say, look what Shell Petrochemical has done to the surrounding area with what, with what they've released into the water and in the air and everything else you can't say that because then you have this new new contender this derailment and tanks upon tanks of vinyl chloride that they that Norfolk Southern and the city of East Palestine or village of East Palestine and uh, DeWine opened 
and willingly spilled into the soil and then willingly set on fire. You have a whole new player in the game of what's killing our people. So that was my thought process on that. Again, nothing I'm saying here when it comes to my thought process and how these dots connect can I prove as factual. I have to put that out there, but it all makes perfect sense to me. So I'm putting that out there for you guys so you can see it from a different point of view. And if you disagree, please let me know in the comments. If you agree, let me know in the comments. If you're like, holy crap, I'd like to know that part too. So um, where are we at here? Where are we at here? We're on the moving of the stuff. The governor, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to find stuff that matters at this point because some of this stuff is just fluff that they put in here. Um, no one was injured when 38 Norfolk Southern cars derailed in a fiery, mangled mess. There was a small fire from the derailment side. No, small fire. The fiery mess was after they set everything on fire themselves. It wasn't the fire that was caused by the um, derailment itself because that fire was because due to car number 23 that caught on fire underneath because of the coupling that was whatever. That was a small fire. The massive fire was created on purpose. And I think people forget that because they refuse to, to state it that way. The massive fire was created on purpose because that massive fire would not have happened if they had not opened the tankers and drained the tankers and then lit the stuff on fire. So keep that part in mind. Do not let them, do not let them spin it how they want to spin it to take the, the, the focus off of the fact that they willingly, knowingly created this hazard that is going to negatively affect people's health for years to come. Knowingly did this. That you can't be part of the EPA. You can't be part of some somebody who transports chemicals like this and not know what will happen when you release it into the air, when you release it into the soil, when you set it on fire. So please keep those things in mind. Uh, but let's get back to this little crap that they want to say. No one was injured when 38 Norfolk Southern, millions of people have been injured. It's just not been proven yet or shown yet. No one was injured when 38 Norfolk Southern cars derailed in a fiery mangled mess on the outskirts of town, but as fears grew about a potential explosion due to hazardous chemicals in five of the rail cars, officials evacuated the area. They later opted to release and burn toxic vinyl chloride from the tanker cars, sending flames and black smoke billowing into the sky. Federal and state officials have repeatedly said it's safe for evacuated residents to return to the area and that the air testing in the town and inside hundreds of homes hasn't detected any concerning levels of contaminants. We also know they were not testing for all the contaminants. They were testing for vinyl chloride. And once vinyl chloride has been released into air and water and set on fire, it is no longer vinyl chloride. It is a completely different health hazard. And they weren't testing for those health hazards. So mm. the state says the local municipal drinking water system is safe because Norfolk Southern told them it was safe. And bottled water is available for those with private wells. Despite these assurances, many residents have expressed a sense of mistrust yeah, as they should. So just, they've resumed the movement and they're still keeping it all in Ohio. So Ohio itself, it's got some issues. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow. I found some other issues when it comes to Ohio underground, above ground, soil, things that may be in the long-term plans for the state of Ohio itself. But we are going to get to that tomorrow. I know we've been here 35 minutes. Y'all give me just a couple more. I want to go over a few things with you. So I mentioned to you that Shell owns, oh, no, 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 no. 
BlackRock owns 8.5% of Shell's um, shares or however you want to phrase that, right? Well, let's, let's just do a little BlackRock Vanguard work here. We know that who owns the most of Norfolk Southern, right? Well, Vanguard Group Inc. owns the most. Vanguard Group Inc. is the largest individual Norfolk Southern shareholder owning 18.53 million shares, representing 8.14% of the company. Um, but I need you to know that last year, BlackRock had to file an SC13GA form with the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, disclosing they now own 16,718,777 shares of Norfolk Southern. They are right behind Vanguard with how much of Norfolk Southern they own. But Vanguard also owns parts of Shell. Here's the problem here. Vanguard and BlackRock have their little grubby hands in absolutely everything. And Vanguard, you would think, would be bad. BlackRock is what you have to watch out for, though. And let me explain why. So Vanguard owns 11,750,273 shares of Shell PLC, which is Shell Petrochemicals. Um, but I wanted to know, what is the difference between BlackRock and Vanguard, in case you don't know, so we could do this together. Because its investors essentially own the firm, it can provide most of its services at cost. If the Vanguard Group does make a profit, this money is returned to investors as dividends. BlackRock, on the other hand, is a publicly traded entity, so it prioritizes making money for its shareholders. Now, the owner or CEO or whatever you want to call it, BlackRock, happens to be Lawrence Douglas Fink, or Larry Fink, if you will. And he is an American billionaire businessman. He is the current chairman and CEO of BlackRock, an American multinational investment management corporation. BlackRock is the largest money management firm in the world with more than uh, 10 million, no, $10 trillion in U.S. money and assets under management, giving the first enormous power over the global financial system, giving the firm enormous uh, power over the global financial system, not just the U.S., the global. In April of 2022, Fink's net worth was estimated at $1 billion, according to Forbes magazine. He also sits on the boards of the Council on Foreign Relations and World Economic Forum, WEF. WTF, actually, if you will. Um, but so I said, okay, well, who's bigger, Vanguard or BlackRock? As of 2022, Vanguard has more than $8 trillion in assets under management, um, second only to BlackRock, who has $9.5 trillion. For, uh, headquartered in Pennsylvania, Vanguard is the largest mutual funds issuer in the world and the second largest issuer of exchange-traded funds, or EFTs. Now, here's the thing. So... Where am I going with this? Um, we were going to talk about the oil spill. No, we're not going to talk about that thing. So there was a also a chemical spill in Mississippi. I think it was Mississippi. Now I know there's a lot. Hold on here. And sometimes I don't know how to connect everything for you. I can see it. I swear sometimes I feel like Rain Man or What's-His-Face from Hangover when he's sitting there doing the uh, trying to play Blackrock. Blackrock blackjack at the table um, and he's got all the calculations I feel like that that broski sometimes so there was a hydrofluoric acid spill in DeSoto County that seeped into a creek after a fire this is in Memphis Tennessee and that water goes to the Mississippi River just so everybody's aware but according to them 
that has been neutralized to pH levels so the creek water and is returned to normal parameters. I could not find anything massive on this except for the fact that, um, where is it? DeSoto County government said the spill was caused by a fire at Schultz Extruded Products located on McCracken Road in Hernando, Mississippi. The fire caused a container that held a hydraulic, no, hydrofluoric acid to leak, resulting in the chemical leaking into Musakuna Creek. Now, so then I started looking up who's got Schultz Extruded Products, and of course everything goes in a circle, and then who their clients are and according to this their clients range from oil and gas companies power and nuclear power plants water treatment centers chemical and petrochemical companies and aerospace companies and i'm just curious if they have any connection to shell plc or blackrock or vanguard but i ran out of time to look that part up i'll bring more of that to you tomorrow but what i wanted to say to you guys um waste shipment we already did this the fact that BlackRock is legitimately in absolutely everything should be terrifying to all of you. I've found more information on them. I'm going to talk to you about that tomorrow. How, how to put it all together, y'all. This is where I get, I don't know how to put it all together for you. So, Squirrel Tribe, by the way, hi, it's Monday, my dudes. Happy Monday. I forget to do this part now. Um, the way it all goes is... Nothing, nothing looks coincidental to me. It, it can possibly look coincidental to other people. And a lot of people may not see this as being such a big deal because if you're just going and reading USA Today or ABC or NBC or hell, sometimes even Fox News, things are worded in a way to not scare you, to not make you think past what they're telling you. So it doesn't occur to you to go, well... I know you said the, the train derailed in East Palestine and, and then somebody, you know, three days later mentioned it was on its way to Conway, Pennsylvania, but then nobody ever mentioned where it was headed from Conway, Pennsylvania. Like, why was it, why was it going there? What's in Conway, Pennsylvania? And nobody ever brought up the brand new Shell Petroleum because they don't want you looking that far ahead. They want you focused right here. They don't want you to look outside. The forest for the trees, missing the forest for the trees is like my new favorite saying. They want you to see the trees. Don't focus on the forest. We know it's there. But just look at this tree. Focus on this tree, this pretty little tree, and don't worry about shit else. Y'all worry about all of it. So my thought that I had yesterday, last night at like midnight while I was doing this, was once these rail cars, if they had made their way, if they had made it to Conway, Pennsylvania, they had to be transported from there to the new Shell Petroleum or petrochemical plant uh, on the Ohio River, right? which means that there's an easy way to go from train tracks to location. So this derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, once it was derailed, it literally could have been picked up and moved somewhere safer that then could have been cooled down. They had plenty of time because they didn't decide to release the chemicals into the ground until three days after the derailment. They had three days to figure out how to move these, these containers and make sure that they were safe. Now, they had no problem bringing something in to move all of the, the train cars off the tracks so that the tracks are back opened up. If it was that simple, why didn't you do that before releasing the chemicals into the soil and causing this massive explosion? And I'm just curious, who has bought off who? Because there's a lot more to this than we're seeing, and I'm still trying to piece it all together. I have a lot to bring to you guys. Hey, side note, I wore my Squirrel Tribe shirt today. Y'all can't see it, but that's one of my shirts. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And unfortunately, BlackRock seems to be behind every little move 
more so than Vanguard, just to keep that in mind. Um, and you, you get into scary territory when you start talking about stuff like that. I'm aware. So I, I, I try to be careful how I phrase things, but I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm thinking. That's just how it works. So um, if you guys have any thoughts on any of this, I would really like to hear it because they still are not talking about, nobody is talking about, at least in, in mainstream media, MSN, nobody's talking about what is happening to the actual residents right now, to the animals right now. It's all kind of being slowly pushed out. They've moved it to the topic of, you know, moving away the chemical water and in the soil. But then that's it. There's no there's no real talk anymore. And then your your focus is moved over to, oh, another Norfolk Southern train derailment in North Carolina. A wheel came off. It's not a big deal over there. Nothing happened there. But they want you to stop looking here and look over there. Oh, you know, Biden did this or Pete did this or Trump did this. Every Everything now is designed to make you stop looking at East Palestine. So guess where I'm going to keep looking? East Palestine, Ohio, my dudes. So um, I would like to know your thoughts on all of this, please. And if you understand, if you can understand how my mind is working these things together and how I can see the, the correlation between everything that's happening, I'm just curious if you guys can see that. The fact that they're keeping everything in Ohio, you would think is good. But the fact that they're keeping everything in Ohio, I think plays into what we're going to talk about tomorrow, which is not good. So... That's that, y'all. I appreciate the crap out of every single one of y'all. Um, I'd like to hear everything you have to say in the comments, please. I hope you have a really good Monday. Go watch. What do we want to watch today? Listen, I like Family Matters. I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge fan of the show Family Matters. I used to love uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but I also like the Andy Griffith show. Like, I'm all over the place. Go find something funny to watch. Reruns of Mr. Ed. I don't know. Um, laugh in and, and stuff like that. Go find something funny to watch. Have just a 10, 15 minutes of funny and then get about your day. And I will see you guys again tomorrow. Bye.